So, uh, you know, we uh, watched that video and just how that guy, he just, you know, in the world's eyes, in everybody's eyes pretty much, he was a bad person, you know, but he didn't, you know, he's, you know, we born into sin, but but it wasn't even his choice to go be a drug dealer. You know, his grandma gave him the drugs and told him to go to work if he wanted some money. And so he, you know, took those drugs at age 12, went out there and, you know, started doing his thing and fell in love with money. And then when he fell in love with money, he decided to keep selling drugs, keep doing things. And, you know, before you knew it, the world had him, you know, and, um, and even when he said God was calling him, he still was like, you know what? I love this money too much to get that up, God. I'm, I'm not ready to get that up. You know, so he, you know, was still going and still going. And his brother died on top of that. You know, when God called him, you know, his brother got took from him. So that was even another reason, another excuse, you know, like Pastor said Wednesday. You know, it was another excuse to say, you know what? I'm not going to serve God because these things happened to me, you know. And and so, you know, he went and went to the school, shot up the school, set it on fire. You know, just all type of things happened. And, and all because he decided to make that choice to not serve God and to go and fall in love with what he wanted to fall in love with. And, you know, and in a dream, you know, God had to come to him and was like, hey, this world coming to an end. You know, these things that you have on this earth are coming to an end, whether we like them or not, whether we like it or not. You know, we can, you know, like um, pastors say all the time, you know, we try to put things out of sight, out of mind. Like if I don't think about it, then it ain't going to happen. But that's not the case with, you know, this word. Because God said it was going to happen, and so therefore it's going to happen. Because he's not a guy that can lie. You know, so so we go to say all of that to to him. He finally realized that, hey, these things ain't what I need if I'm going to make it. You know, and he finally listened to, to what God had to tell him. And he changed his ways. And and then on, he got saved. And then on top of that, his mom and dad got saved. And then the root where his problem started, his grandma got saved. You know, and and... That's just an amazing thing because, you know, that's something that I have to deal with. Because I got saved. I want to see all the people around me get saved. I want to see my mom get saved, my, you know, my dad get saved, my brothers get saved. You know, and I've been praying for those things, and I've been seeing them come to pass. You know, I've seen my mom give her life to Christ. And then, you know, she had to deal with what she had to deal with because of her past. She had to still answer for those things that she done in her past. But I know that she's, you know, locked up right now, you know. But I know that she got Jesus in her heart. And that if she was to die right now, I know where she would go. Amen? And and my dad, the same thing, you know. I know that growing up, I didn't, I didn't like my dad at all. And my whole teen life, I wanted to, you know, my whole life up until I was a teenager... I wanted to get big so I could beat him up, kill him, whatever the case may be, you know. But now, 
we two of the best friends, you know. He's my best friend. He's somebody that I can talk to, somebody that's going to tell me the truth, you know. Even when I'm, if I'm doing right or I'm doing wrong, he's going to tell me the truth, you know, and I can respect his opinion now as I couldn't back then, you know. But God touched us, and, and now it's to the point to where I'm praying each day. I'm fasting for my brothers because neither one of them, you know, know Jesus. You know, one of them decide to, be a, a take on the faith of Islam, you know. And so I got to pray for him each and every day, knowing that time is running out. And all I could do is just, you know, just tell him, like, hey, that's, you know, this is what Jesus done for me. This is who Jesus is. All of these things. And my other brother, you know, he's just, he said he wants to, but he's not ready to give up this world yet. And And it saddens me. But I know that I've done my part. But even though I know that I've done my part, it still saddens me because I want to see them in heaven when we go to heaven, you know. And and what it all comes down to is is the title of my message is called Court of Life or Death, you know. And and we got to go see that judge. And when I think a judge, I think a court. You know, and how we got to go to court and we got we got Jesus on our right hand. You know, and we got Satan on the left hand, you know, and, we, and Jesus is our defense lawyer. And we got Satan. He's a persecutor. And. And I just wanted to talk about a little bit about my brother that's in prison right now. You know, he's doing life. And and when I went to court. You know, I walked in there and then, the, you know, the defense lawyer, he was, you know, saying a few things. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, it's sounding good. But then the prosecutor, you know, the prosecutor came and and she painted this, this horrible picture. Like it was the worst picture I'd ever seen. And it wasn't even a picture. She was just talking, which is what the devil do. You know, he'll make an image out of something that's not even, you know, not even real. But she talked about my brother so bad that if I didn't know him, I would have checked guilty. Without a shadow of a doubt, I would have checked guilty. But the only thing that I, you know, I knew him and I know him and I know that that's not him. I know that he is, you know a person that has one of the biggest hearts I know, you know, and, and I know this and, but this prosecutor, you know, AKA the devil. I mean, that lady wasn't the devil, I don't think, but, you know, but the devil is our accuser. You know, a prosecutor is that person that accuses us, you know, like, Hey, you've done this. And, and so she was just like, Hey, he was a bad person. You know, she went all the way back to to middle school with stuff. It was like, oh, well, he missed this many days in middle school, and he done this, and, you know, he was, you know, played football, but, you know, just all type of things. She was just bringing up stuff out everywhere. So she went and talked to everybody she knew that was against my brother and, you know, even even bringing false witnesses, you know, to, to say, hey, this got to paint this picture of, this guy's a bad person. We need to lock him up for life. 
And, and that's exactly what the devil wants to do to each and every one of us. And he know our past, you know, and he know what we've done. And so all he do is just keep bringing it up, keep bringing it up. Like you've done this, you know, you've messed up this many times when you've been a Christian. You messed up a whole lot more when you wasn't a Christian. You know, you, you too busy, you know, you too busy to be saved. You, you're not good enough to be saved. All these things he's planting in our head, all these images that he's planting in our own head, you know, and then we got our defense lawyer, Jesus, and, and how he just come to our rescue, how he gave up his life for each and every one of us that we don't have to get life in prison, that we don't have to get life in hell, that we can go to heaven and rejoice with him. And I just want to go over a couple of verses if I could. Well, it's a few verses, so we're going to be turning our pages a lot. So just, you know, write them down and, and we're going to get going. But um, I want to start in John 5, 24. Verse 24 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believe in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Most assuredly, I say to you that the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in, in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can't of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. And, and I just want to let y'all know today that this fight that we're fighting, that this that this trial that we're going through, it's a fixed trial. We got our defense lawyer and the and the judge is the same, same person. So he's on our side. He's trying to he's trying to find ways to to get us to that place, to get us to, for the judge to say, you know what? He can come with us. Amen. But but we got the, the, the prosecutor over here saying otherwise and got us living life in different ways and, and got us trying to, trying to throw us off of that narrow path that we're on. You know, and, and it's hard because, you know, Jesus is, is, is right next to us and we don't know it some, sometimes. 
you know, when we when we get down, all we have to do is say, hey, Jesus, I need you. But instead, we try to do things our own way. You know, we try to, like, okay, well, I'm going to try to figure it out. And then if I don't figure it out, then I'll call on Jesus. When, when all we have to do is when we get into that situation and say, Jesus, I need you. And he's right here for us. And that's what, you know, an, a defense attorney is. He's the person that speaks for you. You know, sometimes we got people that want to handle their own case. We got people that want to, you know, don't want to trust in our defense lawyer. And and he's here for a reason. And he's here so that we don't incriminate ourselves, you know, and and we don't have to. All we got to do is do what we're supposed to do, come to court, and he's going to take care of everything. But instead, we try to raise our hands, speak up, do all type of stuff. When all we got to do is say, Jesus, you got it. But, you know, sometimes it's easier said than done because we want to speak up. We want to say what we got to say, you know, but we have to trust that our defense lawyer has been doing this for a while and know exactly what he's doing. And, and we have to remember that he's the judge also. So, therefore, this fight is already finished. I mean, this, uh, this trial is already done. All he wants to do is, you know, it's a done deal. But we got this guy who decided to keep talking, you know, and keep trying to bring us down, keep trying to tell us other things. But, you know, we have to trust in our defense lawyer. And um, and I'm just asking, you know, and you know, when you go and they bring that sentence and it's like, okay, you know, you're sitting there in the rain and you're like, man, I wonder what it's going to be. We don't have to do that. All we have to do is show up and do our part. And we don't have to sit there and be worried about whether we're going to get life or we're going to get death because our defense lawyer is the best. He's never lost the case. He's not lost one case ever. And we just have to, you know, just have to say, Jesus, I trust in you. And I just want to turn to Deuteronomy 30 and just talk about some different ways of, of how we can of how we can go about doing these things, of how we can go about choosing life over death. And I just want to go over four different ways that we can choose life and keep life over death. And and we got one is we got to watch our words. And then we got two, we got to love the Lord. And three, we got to walk in his ways. And four, we got to keep his commandments. Amen. And we're going to start with watch. You know, and in Deuteronomy 30, verse 11.
verse 11. Starting in verse 11. For this commandment, which I command you today, is not too mysterious for you, nor is it too far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. Nor is it beyond the seas that we should say, who will go over the seas for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near in your mouth. and in your heart that we may do it. And I just want to stop there and just talk about, you know, it says, but the word is very near you and in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. And, and it's in our mouth because we have to watch what we say. Because I remember, you know, I've been, I got a book called um, Blessings and Curses. And, um, um, get to that point to where before we know Jesus we can we can curse ourselves and not even know it and I didn't I didn't know anything about this until I you know had read the book and and I remember hating my dad so much that I said I don't want to be nothing like him I want to be the total opposite of him and and little did I know those little words right there was a curse on me and I had no clue as to what this meant. But when I was praying to God the other day, I was just like, what's going on, God? Like, what, what in my life am I doing that I'm, you know, not able to hold a job down, not able to, to, to provide for my family? Like, what's, what's really going on? Like, because these are the things that I want. These are the things that I admire about my dad. He's finished one job at 20 years and working on another one. You know, and and I said that I wanted to be the opposite, and I got I got my wish, but it's not what I I want, you know, and so I had to you know ask God to break those chains and to come into my heart and 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 fix whatever's broken, but you know it comes to we got to watch our words, we have to watch what we say, and and we have to also ask Him to 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 break any chains, any curses that may be upon us. Because not even us, I mean, we, our mom or our dad or our grandparents or anybody could come and, you know, back when they was living, said something that may have cursed us, and we don't even know it. You know, and a lot of people are like, well, we don't believe in those things, but we believe in blessings but not curses. We have to believe in the whole Bible, you know, and, and just that, I, I, I said that prayer and, you know, asked them to come into my life and break all those things and to break those chains. And and as soon as I did that, I, I got a call from a lady of a job that I've been trying to been trying to apply to. And she was like, hey, you need to write a letter and, and tell me what happened the first time you worked here. And I was like, okay, cool. That's it? She was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that. And this whole time, it's been like two years I've been trying to get this one job, you know, and, and then it came upon, you know, it happened, and it was like, okay, cool. So I write the letter, and the next day she called me and was like, okay, well, we're going to review everything, and, and we're going to let you know. And she called me back and was like, okay, well, you're eligible for a rehire, you know, now. And, and, and so I'm just looking forward to that. But 
it just it's just one of those things that that we can get caught up in just hating hating the hating the moment hating whatever it may be and we just say whatever we say out of out of anger but we have to watch our words because it's people that's listening the devil's listening he's listening to everything you say and um if you'll just turn to to Matthew verse 12 36 and 37 and it talks about this. It just talks about everything that we say. And it says, but I say to you, that every idle word men may speak. They will give account for it on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And, and that's what the devil is looking to use against us. The prosecutor is looking to use any and everything that he can against us. Just like that play we did. You know, the devil was trying to use any and everything that we did against us, you know, and he showed it, you know, showed it to us on the, on the screen. And, and, and that was one of the things that led me to talk about this message of just how much the devil hates us and how much he just wants us to be in that pit of hell with him. Because we know that that's where he's going without a shadow of a doubt. He has no hope. He has no lawyer to, to, to fight for him. You know, he, He's done, and so he's trying his best to, to get as many people as he can with him to go into that pit with him. But we have to stand up for ourselves and say, hey, we're going to rely on our defense lawyer. We're going we gonna to turn to our defense lawyer and trust him. And, and once we do that, then there's nothing that we can do. We can go and we can sit in this trial, and whenever he's, you know, throwing slander stuff against us, we can sit there and smile with a smile on our face. Because we know who our lawyer is. We know that we don't have to worry about it. We know that the judge loves us. And we know that the judge don't want to see us in hell. So he's just sitting there waiting, you know, waiting until until that day. And he's like, okay, cool. I love these people, you know, and I want to see them with us. And then just another verse on watching what we say is in Luke chapter 6, verse 45. And it says, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And the evil man, out of, out of the evil treasures in his heart, bring forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that's why we have to love our defense lawyer. We have to love Jesus. And we have to have Jesus in our heart. And that's, you know, one of the things that we say in that prayer and that in that um salvation message that we that we do after every service is that we accept Jesus into our heart. Because if we don't accept him to, into our heart, then we still have a devil inside of our heart. And whatever we speaking, 
it's going to come out. Whatever we speak is, is from our heart, whether you say, no, it's not, you know, it is, you know, and because the Bible says it is, you know, and, and that's why it's so important to, to love Jesus, to, to speak about Jesus, to, to try to read as much his word as possible, to try to get as much Jesus into our heart as possible. Because if we're doing that, then we don't have to worry about something slipping out that shouldn't have slipped out. Because we got Jesus on our heart, Jesus is going to come out of our mouths. And and I know I don't want to be the person that have Jesus slip out of my mouth. You know, I wanted to, I know that Jesus is going to come out of my mouth, you know, instead of being like, oh, well, I apologize. And then those people, the accuser, he just heard what you said when you made that, when you said that cuss word, when you, when you talked about the stuff you shouldn't have been talking about, the accuser heard it and he just wrote it down. And, and when that time comes while we're in court, he's like, God, remember when he did this? Remember when he did this? And he said this and he done that? That's his job. So we can't, we can't give him anything to fight with. So that's why we have to have Jesus in our heart. Amen? And that's why we have to watch what we say. And we have to choose life. No matter what the situation is, we have to choose life. And just back in. work we left off in okay. and then it was just um talking about the words that are very near to you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it and then verse 15 it says uh I have set before you today life and good and death and evil. And in that I command you today to love the Lord your God and to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments, that we may live and multiply, that the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you will go and possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish and you shall not prolong your days in the land which you've crossed over the Jordan to go into and possess. And, and just in verse 16, it's just, um, just another point of we have to love our God. And, and, that, was just, and that was the second point. We have to love our God and, and, and have him in our heart and know that no matter what the situation is, our God is going to come through for us because he loves us, because he died for us, each and every one of us. And he died for those things that we struggle with, you know. And just like on this cross, we got, you know, lust and jealousy and, and, and alcohol and, and drugs and money, all those things he died for us for. And even though the devil tried to use them against us, we don't have to worry about those things. Because our defense lawyer is speaking for us. And all we have to do is do our part and, and not speak and just let, let him do all the talking. Because when we start talking and, you know, that's when the defense, that's when the prosecutor is listening. Like, what'd he say? Oh, okay, okay. He just cussed again. Okay. Well, he just looked at that lady again. Oh, he just, 
talked about he can't wait to get some more drugs, something like that. He's looking for anything that he could use against us. And, and we have to be smart and realize who our defense lawyer is. In, in uh, Deuteronomy 6, 5, it just talks about, about loving our God. Got a lot of scriptures, and I just want to go over these four points with, just so we know and that when we go to, and while we're in court, we don't have to worry about anything because we already know. And it says in verse 5, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words I command in which I command you today shall be in your heart. And again, um, you know, the judge, he knows our heart. And 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 that's what we have to go by. And long as we keeping him in our heart, we don't have to worry about anything. And like I said, this this courtroom we're in, you know, it's a it's a fixed trial. We already won the, we already won. You know, our battle is I mean our verdict is life already. And I'm talking about life in, in heaven life with God, life with Jesus, getting to spend eternal life with them. You know, and, and all we have to do is do our part. In Matthew 22, in verse 37 through 38. And again, it's just talking about loving our Lord. It says, Jesus said to him, you shall love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. For this is, this is the first and great commandment. The second is that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And again, this is just, you know, things that we are doing that, that our name is not, you know, that we are doing his will. That we are doing our part so that our lawyer can say, Judge, this, these are all the things that he's done, you know, after he accepted me into his heart. These are all the things that he has done, you know, so that the prosecutor has nothing to fight with, so that the prosecutor has nothing to, to go on, you know, and, and, and commandments are something that God tells us to do. These ain't options. These are not options. You know, these are things that God tells us to do if we want to be a part of his kingdom. Amen. And we just have to have to continue to trust in him, rely on him. And, and then uh, in order to do the next two things that I'm gonna talk about, which is walk in his in his um ways and to keep his commandments, we have to do that first point, which is to love. You know, we have to love like he loved and back in gonna be reading out of Deuteronomy so don't uh turn away from me. I keep telling y'all to turn. <laughs> I'll get it right. 
you know, in uh, verse 16, and that I command you today to love the Lord your God. And then the next word it says, to walk in his ways. And which means we have to love our God in order to walk in his ways. And as it says, and to keep his commandments. And we have to love our God in order to keep his commandments. Or otherwise, the prosecutor's going, you know, he got a lot of stuff to say about us if we don't love and, and do the things that we need to do. And we in Deuteronomy 30, back in verse 16. We just have to remember, you know, we just have to remember who, who this prosecutor is. We have to remember who, who the devil is, and he's a person that don't want to see us go to heaven. He's the person He's the person that don't want to see us succeed in life. He's that person that, you know, if it got something to do with Jesus, he don't want no part of it, and he don't want us to have any part of it either. And we have to remember that as we wake up each day and, and go about our lives, we have to remember that that Jesus is what we need. We have to remember these things as we go and battle these things that, we, that we've struggled with. You know, we have to battle these things. These aren't things that, you know, we just get to say, oh, you know, I got saved and now I'm done with them, you know. We have to battle these things, and we battle them through our, through our, our lawyer, you know. Our lawyer loves us, and he, you know, willing to go to the end to fight with us. You know, I know people that's been, you know, been to court, and they're like, man, my lawyer's terrible, you know. We don't have a court-appointed lawyer. We got the best lawyer, you know, so we don't have to worry about all that. All we got to do is say, you got it, and he got it, you know. And and I know it may seem hard because maybe we have had those, you know, court-appointed lawyers in the past, you know, that then just, you know, it's like, hey, take the plea bargain, you know. Ain't no way out. Just take the plea bargain. But, but our God, he, he loves us, you know, and he wants to see us, you know, in heaven, and he wants to see us, uh, make it there and it's through him you know but um I just want to get to this uh third point and that's uh we have to walk with him you know and um Psalms 86 stay in Deuteronomy keep your finger there if possible I told you so I got it right this time in verse 86 in Psalms Teach me your ways, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forevermore. And for great is your mercy towards me, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of show. And, and, that, and that's what Jesus wants to do for us. He wants to take us from, from the pits of hell which we were in before we knew him. You know, we were, we were on our way to hell. 
and, and he delivered us, you know, through, through his blood on the cross. You know, he delivered us from these things that we may go to heaven and get to enjoy life, and that we may get to, you know, enjoy peace with him. You know, but it all goes back to, to, to watching what we say and to loving the Lord, and then we have to continue to walk. You know, we have to continue to walk in the way in his ways, not our ways, but his ways. You know, and, and, and so many times he gave us that free will. And sometimes I'm like, why? You know, but but he gave us the free will to to love him. And, and that's one of those things that we get to, you know, just say, hey, God, I thank you. But just allowing me to go through those things and and everything happens for a reason. And he. And he may have had me go through, you know, being an alcoholic that so I can talk to another person that's an alcoholic or allow me to go through seeing my brother go to prison so that I could talk to somebody else about that or or whatever the case may be. And we have to realize that, that the things that we go through, the trials that we go through are for his glory because he's given us those things that not so that we can be punished, the devil want to see us punished. He want to see us, you know, go through those things and, and give up and turn to him. You know, but but God allow us to go through those things that, that it may be for his glory and that somebody else may be saved because of those things. You know, and, and you know, I get to say, hey, I, you know, I didn't like my wife before I knew Jesus, you know, and, and I got a chance to 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 correct that. You know, to fall in love with my wife and, and 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 to just be a part of that and be a part of my kids' life, which I wasn't before I knew Jesus. You know, and all those things that, that I get to do now because of me choosing life. And and if I, y'all don't get anything else out this message, just get choose life. And and you know, choose life. I mean it, it's easy. It's that it's simple. You know, you got life. You got death. Choose life, you know. And and these things that we've been through before we knew Jesus, all these things that's on the cross, and it's a lot of things that's not on there. But that's for you to fill in. You know, you know what you've been through. We've all know what we've been through, and fill those in. Jesus died for everything that we could think of. You know, whether you you know anything that you've been through. I don't want to speak on whatever it is, but you know in your heart. In your mind what it is that you've been through and and he died for those things that we can be made whole again that we can love him that we can go to heaven and, and just again in verse um psalms verse one and i read this verse and you know it really touched me a lot Psalms verse 1 or chapter 1 <laughs> and uh, just in the in the title that I had it um, just the way of the righteous and the end of the ungodly and you know and I was like huh let me read this and then I was like okay I can use this for my message thank you God <laughs> you know, and but it says, 
Blessed is the man who walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scornful of the scornful, but in his delight is the law of the Lord, and in his and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be a, as a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does prospers. The ungodly are not, are not so, but are like chaff, which are the wind drives away, which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the ways of the ungodly shall perish. And again, I tell you, choose life. And and it's just so many times that, you know, I I love sharing my faith with people. I love telling people about my testimony that God gave me of the fact that I got a chance to, you know, to be with my kids again, you know, to see them every day, to be there for them, you know, and, and to be able to have the the one lady that I wanted my whole, you know, not my whole life, but, you know, <laughs> but the one lady that, uh, you know, once I seen her and met her, I wanted to, you know, be with her. And, and, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, <laughs> but, you know, at, at a point I, I was like, that's crazy. Why would I, you know, why would I want that? You know, why would I want her? You know, but, and God was like, Son, I got this, you know. That's when my defense lawyer was like, just chill out. I got this, you know. And I was like, okay, cool, you know. You know, show me what you got, you know. But but like I said, that night, without a shadow of a doubt, if, if she would have said no, then I probably went and, and did whatever I was going to do that night. And I have no doubt in my mind that, I wouldn't be here today. I have no doubt in my mind that God would have had enough of me, you know, because it was chance after chance. I mean, I was, every night I went out, I drove, so I was always at the at the bar drinking, and I, and I drank to get drunk. So I was, you know, I was drunk, and I was the one driving. Every night I went out, and God watched over me all those nights. I remember saying to myself one night, um, or actually a lot of nights, man, I drive better when I'm drunk, you know. <laughs> but when I got saved, I realized that my God had the will, you know. I got my defense lawyer riding with me everywhere I go, even though I wasn't even, you know, I ain't even hiring him yet, you know. He was still with me, you know, like I got you because I know what he's trying to do, you know. I got you. And it was like, man. I should drink, you know, I should be drunk more often. I drive way better, you know, but it's like, man, you know, and just and just that, those things I can look back on and smile at because he tried to use them for evil, you know, and, and my defense lawyer turned them into good things, into positive things, and the things that I can share with other people and be like, bro, I used to be like this. I used to be like you. Lady, I used to do what you did, you know. I used to, you know, be in that same situation. You know, 
give your life to this defense lawyer. Give your life to him. You know, go to him. I promise he's the best. You know, and, and I get to tell people these things now, and it excites me when I get to share my faith with people. I love it. You know, and it's one of those things that I was never a people person. I was never one of those people that went and talked to people. But the only time I did is when I was drunk. I would talk to anybody. You know, when I was drunk, what? I talked to anybody. I I remember walking when I was drunk, and I'd be on, on the Fry Street or whatever, and I'd, I'd just walk up to a random person, give them a hug. It's like, what? You know, crazy stuff, you know. But those are the things that happened when I was drunk, and, and I had that, okay, I'm beside myself, you know. But even though he was writing them down, so was my defense lawyer. And he was like, oh, that's, that's you know, that's good because I can, I can use that. I can use this. I can use this. And he's saying, God, remember when he used to be like this, but he gave his life to me, and, and now, you know, I don't even have to worry about these things no more. But, but that's what I love about Jesus. That's what I love about serving him. That's what I love about coming to this church and, and just being able to, to get another chance at life, you know, and, and, and not to right my wrongs, but to be able to look back on them and, and use them for positive gain and use them for the glory of God. And, and that's it's just amazing to me. And, I, and it, you know, it excites me every time I think about it, you know, and, and it also turned me into a crybaby, you know. You know, I, I, I spent a lot of time crying. I'd be like, man, stop crying, you know. But I used to be tough before I knew Jesus, you know. I don't, the last time I cried before I knew Jesus is when my granny died, you know. And that was the last time, you know. But but now, any little thing come up, oh, you know. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but it's a good thing. I don't have to worry about being macho for nobody no more. Because I know all I got to do is trust in my defense lawyer and, and do what I need to do. And that's try to get more people to him, you know, try to get more people to understand who he is and what he's done for me. And and when I do those things, then, you know, I can get to heaven and, and, and not have to be like, man, I should have told that person. Or, man, I should have told this person. Or when they come to, and bring the, bring the screen up and was like, Dwayne, what would you do? i be like, God, let me tell you, you know. And then I can be like, Jesus, don't tell him what I did, you know. <laughs> and he'd be like, okay, cool. There it is. You know, but I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, you got anything to say about me? And he's like, uh, I never knew you. What? You know, and I don't want to be that person. So that's why God put this this message in my heart. And, and I don't know how it's coming out to y'all, but in my head, it, it you know, it's a powerful message. You know, and I and I pray and hope that it's coming out the way that he want me to, you know, bring it out. You know, and and I just want to talk about um, Psalm, turn to Psalms 20, 35, verse 11. And it's just, you know, one of those scriptures, you know, that's like, man. verse 11 says fierce witnesses rise up they ask me things 
that I do not know. They reward me evil for good to sorrow, to the sorrow of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled myself with fasting and my prayer would, would return to my own heart. And I pace about as though we were friends or brothers. I bow down heavenly as one who mourns for his mother. And, and this verse just stood out to me because I remember being in that courtroom with my brother and how it was a guy that, you know, they told him that if he come and say these bad things about my brother, then I'll give you a break. Instead of getting your normal sentence, I'll give you something less. And and to just sit there and, and know that this guy was this guy was telling a lie just to save his own self. You know, um at that moment, I hated that dude, you know. At that moment, if he had came outside, I'd have done something to him, you know. But once I got saved, I realized that I have to pray for that guy, that I have to love that guy no matter what the situation, no matter what he done to me or my family. I have to love that guy. And, you know, and and in verse 12, it says, he reward me evil for good, you know. I've done nothing to him, but he decided to tell a lie to get my brother to go away, you know, for a long time just to save himself. And then it says, but as for me, when they were sick, you know, um, and that's just saying to me that, you know, even though I know that I wish I could talk to that guy and, and share my faith with him and let him know how I feel, you know, and let him know what Jesus done for me. You know, I know that I would love that guy and I would invite him to this church and that I would, you know, be like, hey, I know there may be not nothing you could do, but I just want you to know that I love you still. Even though what you, you know, have done to me, it, it doesn't matter. Because my Bible says, my God says, my defense lawyer says that I have to love you. And, and, and I'm mourning for you. And then it says, I humbled myself with fasting. Fasting for that guy. I pray for this guy all the time. You know, I, I, I'm like, man, just let me run into him. I just want to talk to him. You know, I just want to want to share my faith with him. You know, and I don't know how God will use that, but I know that if that was the case, I know what I would do. I couldn't say the same thing two years ago. I couldn't say this. I couldn't say that before I knew Jesus. You know, I probably still hit him in the face. You know, if it wasn't, you know, two years ago. You know, but now I know that I wouldn't. I know that no matter what he done, I know that I wouldn't do those things. I know that I would love him. You know, even though where I come from, people would be like, what? Why are you a sellout? Why are you this? Why are you weak? It doesn't matter. My defense lawyer said I'm a win. So I'm good. You know, and and I just, you know, and it just goes to and just says, and my prayer would not return to my own heart. You know, and it says, I pace about as though they were my friend or brother. 
and that's how when I go to pray and, and I pray for this guy, it's like, man, I want to see him in heaven too. You know, I had one guy that I never liked. You know, well, I used to like him and things happened, and I, I didn't like him a whole lot. But when I got saved, he was probably one of the first people I went and wrote a letter to. You know, and I think he's still in jail and haven't got the letter, or maybe he's just ignoring it. I don't know. But I went and wrote him a long letter, like, I'm sorry for the things that I've done to you and to your family and to break up, your, you know, the, the things that I've done to you. And I want to apologize, and I hope you forgive me. And those are the things we have to do if we want to want to walk like Jesus, if we want to be like him, if we want to seek him. Because even though when Jesus was in court and they told all those lies on him, you know what the Bible said? He didn't say one word. He didn't say anything. He just sat there and was like, you know what? Okay. And when they asked him a question, it is as you say it is. You know? And that's something I probably wouldn't be able to do. Like, you're lying on me. You know? You're telling false lies. You're telling, you know, you're not telling the truth. Speak the truth. You know, I'd be one to speak up. But my defense lawyer said, be quiet, I got this, you know, and and that's what we have to do. But the last one is we have to keep his commandments and, and you know, just love like he, love like he did. And I just want to read one verse. And that's 1 John chapter 3 it's in 1 John chapter 3 we'll stay in Deuteronomy <laughs> 1 John chapter verse 19 through 23. Let me know when y'all are there. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved is our heart, if our heart does not condemn us. We have confidence towards God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in, on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandments. And I just want to look back on verse 21. It says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. And what that meant to me was even though we're in this court of life or death, and I'm asking y'all to choose life, that we don't have to worry about death because we got confidence in our defense lawyer. We have confidence in everything that he's told us, and all we got to do is continue to 
to keep him in our heart and continue to do the things that he's asked us to do with his commands. And, and we don't have to worry about death. We don't have to worry about spending eternity in that pit, in that hell. We don't have to worry about going into that lake of fire. We don't have to worry about those things because we got confidence that we got the best lawyer ever. He has not lost a case, and he's not going to lose one with you if you keep him in his heart. But I just ask y'all tonight to bow your head.